0: It's the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast with your host, Paula Price, taking on the issues, representing Jesus Christ, unapologetically truthful, taking on popular opinion, and now your host, Paula Price. instead of quickening we are missing it because revival leaves it all on God but quickening brings it all alive in us see but you have to listen to this night and day day and night for no less than 10 weeks because your identity is in the wrong theology So Paul had a revelation. And he says that there is a glory. Yes. Oh, somebody hear me. Yeah. There is a glory in apocalypto. Can you believe that? In apocalypto to be waiting to be revealed in us that only creation can recognize. Yeah. That creation will recognize and feel relieved. Uh, that creation could be rescued by. None of this is to say that, you know, humanity has not made great strides, but you've made great strides with the mess that you've got and the methods of a a fallen angelic revolutionary. So what about us really tapping into who we are? Now, Jesus came to show us that as the son of man. See, when he says son of man, that's us. When he says son of God, that's us. So we have to know how to reconcile and interact with and cause an effective interplay between the God side of us, offspring of the Godhead, and the Adam side of us, the last Adam. Identity, your key to destiny. If you don't have an identity, you don't have a destiny. At least you can't pursue it because you won't know you'll get on any bus or train. Where you doing? I'm just riding. Well, where are you riding to? I don't know. I'm trying to find, you know, I'm trying to find myself. And, you, and most people are there. You know, most people are at that place in Christ where they're trying to find themselves because we're stuck at, literally stuck at, what somebody said. When I got to the point that I realized folk could not define me accurately, even now, people are like, oh, I know you, okay, whatever, I don't care. Because, (laughs) Because you don't know my secret life. You don't know my secret interactions with God. You don't know the books that have been opened to me. See, you don't know the power that has been quickened in me. You don't understand the articulation of the Godhead that I have been granted. You don't know what makes me its agent, and you don't know how it uses me. See, when you know the secret things, because what did he say? The secret things about. We're so used to people doing superficial Christianity, we just assume we're all coming out of the same playbook. But I'm operating as the apocalyptic offspring of the Godhead. See, I'm an offspring, I'm apocalyptic. I'm the trigger. I'm the trigger. So in the prophet's dictionary, which I wrote. Can you imagine what happened with me and God for me to produce this? Number 76, apocalypse, revelation, a term used for last day events predicted or experienced on earth according to the Bible. These are generally of a doomsday, last day, or cataclysmic nature. Revelations of this sort tend to permeate. (laughs) A apostolic doctrine which emphasizes finalization, transition, and renewal. Now, after it, I have a whole piece on apocalyptic numbers. You can get in there and read it. And apocalyptic prophecy. I need you to recognize what that is. Prophecy, apocalyptic prophecy, that is decidedly in time and perspective. Prophecy defines what God planned for the end of humanity's era, the impending reign of Jesus Christ, highlight that if you have a dictionary, and the Lord's final judgments. Aside from the book of Revelation, our Lord's discourses were replete with apocalyptic prophecies about the end times. Actually, when he communicated the apocalypse to the apostle John, it was an expanded version of what he spoke to the writers of his gospel. However, before Christ, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and Zechariah were a few of the major figures whose predictions contain significant portions of apocalyptic prophecy. If you look on your own dictionary, let me tell you how we let things get taken from us. And I'm telling you, humanity has to have quality thinkers and teachers, thought leaders. Because Satan literally eats away and erodes at whatever God gives us. We have movies about apocalypse, and what are they, all about death and doom? And the crushing of the church. Isn't that right? We have movies, we have books, we have video games where, where, where the forces of, of darkness crush the church. I've been watching some of these Christian movies where the angels of God get beat up by demons and devils that they kicked out of heaven. What is that? Now, they were able to kick Satan and his whole regime out of God's realm. But when we write a movie about it, they can't beat a devil. See, illogics. We are always susceptible and gullible to illogics. So we read that Michael and Gabriel are fighting in Daniel. I mean, they are warring and they have to come to Daniel to bring the word. Well, Gabriel does. And they're fighting and they are fisticuffing. And however way they're doing it, they are eventually getting stronger because we read later in Jesus Christ, he spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. What kind of Christian artists would write that these angels who got rid of them, come on somebody, and they got rid of them and all of a sudden in earthly movies, they lose powers? because we are always talked out of our power because we are too, too squishy, warmy, fuzzy. We want to talk love. Let me tell you something, Mike and Gabe love God Almighty. They love Jesus Christ. Those angels love their maker and I want you to know they'll crush anything. They will crush anything. Herod gets ready to act like he's Jesus. Gets all dressed up in his finery. Did he not? In the book of Acts, and he stands to give an oratory. He's going to pretend that he is the other side of the gospel. The church at that time was much too young to do it. And it said an angel smote him. And we can go through. But see, we don't teach that any longer because devils had a problem with it. (laughs) Devils had a problem with the fact that their history is not according to the lies that they're telling their people. Did anybody look up apocalypse? Hold on just a minute. Because everything is doomsday. Everything is doomsday. It's all about what? The doom of humanity, the doom of the church, and the end of the world. Do you know how far the end of the world is from us right now? But yet we have all of these caughtaway movies that the sons of darkness have taken as license and liberty to technologize to their advantage. So, think about it. Because before we get to the revelation, Paul is calling us the apocalyptic seed of Christ, the apocalyptic offspring of the Godhead. Before we get to the tear it down, we're defined. Now, God uses that pattern throughout scripture. If he's getting ready to transition or to cause a, a, a shift in power or ruling, he always anoints the first, presents the first, the one that's there that's being replaced, so that people will bond to them, to the new God. For example, Moses is getting ready to leave. He anoints Joshua. Isn't that, isn't that right? Yes. And we can, uh, we can see succession in everything God does. God is a God of succession. So we, we look at that. And we come down the line and we get to Revelation. The, then church is ready to leave and succession must happen. The Jews carried the torch of the gospel. So you can see it throughout scripture. Well, here it is now. We are in Romans 8. This is not Revelation. This is Romans 8. And twice the word apocalypse in some variants, surfaces as human beings. As human beings that are to rescue creation not just humanity, yes. creation. Yes. Yes. So before we, got to, we get to tear down, we got take over. Yes. We've got take up the torch. The, and it's not talking about cross. So when you study apocalypse in the future, Understand that before it became a doomsday ticket for darkness, you see how that is? Yes. That it was. it's about God's seed coming of age. Yes. And it had to come of age over within a world where paganism dominated, churches were small, we weren't billions strong then. You know, we just weren't. Shame on the Catholic church for losing that. Shame on the Protestant and the Anglicans for you losing that inheritance. Shame, 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 because you are meant to be the pushback, the guards, the overturn, the superintendents, the literal protectors of God's creation. I just need somebody to hear. But that's a consciousness first. It has to go from consciousness to cognizance, to character. There is a character of one who can't be defeated. We've seen it. We're living in an age where certain groups think they cannot be defeated. And they can get away with it as long as what Paul talked about. See, we, the way we read it, it happens after Jesus comes back and know how they do it? Jesus comes back. He makes up his thousand-year reign, and then we're the revelation. That's not, that's not how that's happening. He said shall be. He didn't give us a time. He never said there's a timeline or there's a, a, a string of events that will manifest or apocalypse. The children of God. He never said that. But he was writing in an era where the church was in its infancy. Very small. No numbers. No position. No power. No statue. No government. Nothing. They were enemies of the state. And they were adversaries of the deities that were in power that those states belong to or that begot those states. So everything he writes is not post ascension. It is, there's coming a day. This is his mind. I've been to heaven a couple times. I saw the almighty. I looked at his world like he was talking about a day that, there were, that we would be able to create things. Well, we are not in the second advent and we've got light, we've got energy, we've got technology, we're still here. And all of that heavenly wisdom has been released to humanity. So Paul came and wrote... As you grow and as you multiply, there are some amazing things your Father in heaven is going to show you, reveal to you, and impart to you. So let's get that I fly away, and when we, when we go by and by, let's kill that. Let's kill that. And let's begin to tap into the power that works in us. There is a power in us that doesn't exist in anything else on this planet. We are carrying a power. We are filled with a potency. We have the authority endued with power from on high but we are filled with all the substance of the godhead if that's the case then let's start thinking offspring of the godhead we're the children of god almighty i don't care about what a pagan say i don't know what their deity's name is i don't care what their deity's name is i know that i am born from the god that caused the stars to hang in the sky. There is nothing like me in the whole planet. Earth has nothing like me. So you have got to stop being so in love with your religion and so in love with your faith experience that you do not exhibit and demonstrate the fullness of Christ in you, the hope of glory. I live that every day. God, this ought to be. I am, your, I am filled with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, what's going on? Jesus Christ, come on here. Power me. New creature. Come on, girl. Step up. Take over. I need you to get involved in this. The next revival will not be people running to the altar, sniffing and snotting and crying only. It will not be just about souls getting saved. It's going to be about souls being apocalypsed. We are going to be the Dunamites. Power will rule from us. It will not just be us crying on the altar. Baby, I promise you if that's the next revival, it has a short shelf life it won't last long because God is looking for beings and not just things and experience or people who experience things I live this every day and I tell you what I do I ask for it God I want it he said it's going to cost you I said good I'll pay it he said it's going to cost you everything good that's all I got all I got is everything I said, God, you deserve this. The world needs to meet your handiwork. The world needs to know that Jesus Christ truly is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. The world needs to meet the apocalyptic children of almighty God. Uh, They need to understand we don't bow to devils. Uh, We're not backing down. Uh, We don't take down. And the one thing I want them to know is we outrank you. You may be shouting now, but when God gets ready to groom you for this, you're going to shout a different shout. Right now, you're baby, honey, I want you to know, I want you to know something. It's important that you hear me right now. Right now, it's yay, hallelujah, glory. And that thing is going to go, oh, oh, that ain't God. God wouldn't hurt me. Just remember, he crushed Jesus. He literally crushed his son to squeeze all of Mary's soul out of him. So that there would be room for the soul that would bring him back to the planet as the first begotten son of God. I expect it. And I tell God at three o'clock in the morning, I want this, I need you to give me this. I don't pray all of that kind of, I don't have an Elizabethan prayer. I just pray the Paula prayer. Because I got some Paula prayer. And I told him, I need you to give all of this to me that I may show the world Jesus Christ. The true Jesus Christ. Not that fake knockoff Jesus that these, these congregation and this false church has. Scared of his own shadow. I want them to meet. You realize that Jesus, I mean, I've been in the room. The Holy Ghost, just he just, just get touched, and I, I'm slain in the spirit. Think I had a good night's sleep. Jesus is so powerful. His hand, his spirit is so potent. We're like, well, if he all that, why doesn't he show up? If he shows up, you'll disappear. Because it took angels to stand in his presence. Built like him. He's got to build up your new creature. He's got to make it as potent as those of his realm so that they can withstand his glory. And you know, back then all they had was glory. But today we have electricity. Today we have all sorts of energy. Don't forget all the lights that he is. He's all the light, black light, green light, you name it, red light, yellow light, white light. He's all of it because he's the light of the world. His glory is so blinding that you won't won't be able to tell anybody what you saw anyhow. Because you couldn't see. The world can't take him standing here in his glory yet. Because this is not the Jesus that got on Mount Olivet. This is not the Jesus who was on Mount Sinai that if you touched it, you died. If you touched the mountain, forget touching the Lord. Just the mountain. Anybody hearing me? You die. Poor little, I mean, come on, the poor little us are trying to help. The ark, the ark is like this. And he's dead. Why? Because they have an energy source and an energy power that is not running through coils. It's running through a man. Thank you for listening to this segment of the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast. Be sure and tune in next time for the continuation of this insightful teaching. To obtain resources and training materials for how to think differently and live powerfully, visit Dr. Price's website at drpaulaprice.com. Also, follow Dr. Price on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Dr. Paula Price. See you next time.